Welcome to our latest episode, a special one because we're joined by Jessica Smith. She's a woman that wears many hats, a devoted mother of two, a loving wife to her best friend, and most importantly, a guiding light for women seeking to lead healthier, happier lives. She isn't just another wellness coach. No, she is a relentless advocate for self-love and healthy living. In today's episode, Jessica is going to discuss how she transformed a simple workshop into a highly effective lead magnet and how private podcasts have become a cornerstone of her strategy that engages and inspires her audience. So, Whether you're here for some practical tips on using private podcasts for lead magnets, or you're just going to take in a dose of Jessica's infectious enthusiasm, this episode is a great one as we dive into audio lead magnets. All right. Welcome back to another case study episode. We are so excited to have Jessica Smith join us today. I am so excited to share with you how she is using her private podcast, something that I believe every single mom needs. So, so excited. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you for having me. I could podcast all day, probably because I just love to talk. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Same. It's show up at a certain time and just talk. I could do that. That feels doable. That feels doable. Well, I, I, jumping right in, I would love to know, first and foremost, how you even found out about private podcasts and like when were you first exposed to it or when were you introduced to it? And I'm curious what your first thought was when you realized what a private podcast was. Yes. Well, I've been a podcast junkie for quite some time, but one of my former business mentors, Um, introduced me to the private podcast world. She was, instead of selling her course, if you will, she was branding it like a pod course. Like, hey, this is the way you can learn from me and take in information at your own pace, but in your ears. And I was so intrigued by it. Number one, just because I wanted to learn what she was you know, teaching, but I also don't want to be trapped in front of my computer watching a video, right? I'm a mom, I'm on the go. I want to be able to listen while I'm on a walk or while I'm doing dishes or folding the laundry or whatever. So that was my first introduction. I got, it got my wheels spinning because I already have a normal public podcast. And I thought, Ooh, how can I use this in my business either for client attraction or to make that money? How can I get in on this? Because this is legit. I love that. You immediately went to two different ways that people start using private podcasts. There's a lot of ways people are using private podcasts, but one thing you just said is, do I use it for marketing? which a lot of people don't even think about, especially if their first introduction is fulfillment or a course or delivery kind of side of it. So I'm curious, when you first said, I'm going to use it for my business, I'm going to do it. How did you make that decision to know this is what I'm going to start with? What was your thought process when you said, this is how I'm going to use private podcasting for my business? Yeah. So one of my coaches, again, was challenging me to up my game when it came to my freebie or my lead magnet. And we're all a little like lead magneted out. I know that's not a real word, but go with me here. I'm a little lead magneted out. What is the cool interest? She's like, your freebie needs to freaking wow people. If this is something for client attraction, this is something to bring new people into your world, you need to blow their socks off in a free version, because immediately they're like, if she's this good in a free thing, like, what is it like to actually work with her in a paid component? So with that, I knew that I had to turn one of my workshops, one of my masterclasses. I'm like, I'm going to repurpose this and use this as a freebie because she has a couple of freebies that are private podcasts and they convert so well for her. And I thought, let me try that instead of 
having my PDF download or my ebook, which those are fantastic, but I wanted something different and something unique. And as a mom myself, I know that I do seven things at once. So to be able to multitask and learn on the go in my ears was just gold to me. Oh, I love that. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about this lead magnet. I want everyone to know what this lead magnet is about because there's a couple things here. One is your audience. Your audience is busy. You know, we're busy moms. I think we can all, all three of us are like, we don't have time to sit and do necessarily sit any more at the screen or the computer than we need to. So the thought of, especially for many of us that have been through masterclass, we're also masterclassed out. Like we're just, we don't need to sit at another 90 minute presentation. I think talk to us a little bit about what you did for your ideal client and why it worked so well. Yes. Thank you. So I work with women. I work with moms and I do accountability coaching with a health and fitness slant. So really what I'm teaching these women is how to create and maintain realistic habits when it comes to meal planning, when it comes to healthy eating, when it comes to moving their body and mindset. But I like really dumb it down to like realistic. Let's make it easy. Let's make it simple. And one of the big cornerstones that I teach is meal planning. And don't run for the hills when I start talking about meal planning. (laughs) But what I teach these women through this freebie, through this lead magnet, through my private podcast, is I teach you how to plan a week of meals in under 20 minutes. Because we all know, what is the worst question at 4.37 p.m. on a Tuesday? What's for dinner? Right? Like barf. I don't want to know. I don't want to be asked. I don't want to know. So through some trial and error, I figured out this system that works really well for me. And I teach my clients how to sit down on a Sunday or a Saturday or whenever your off time is. And let's just think through a menu. All right. We're not creating the dinners. We're not prepping them. We're not making 47 Pyrex dishes on a Sunday because I don't have time for that. I have kids in sports on Sundays or I'm napping. Who knows? So the idea is this private podcast teaches you how to sit down and how to plan out a menu. You're going to plan out your dinners for the week. And yes, you can plan for leftovers. You can plan for takeout. Like we want to make this realistic. And then can we layer in adding some healthy lunches in there, right? Can we layer in what's for breakfast? And the way I teach it is very baby steps and very approachable, right? We don't have to start with planning 21 meals a week. We can start with planning a couple of nights of dinner and then kind of layering on from there. And I teach you that via the private podcast. I love this. I, and I'm not going to speak for you, Lindsay, but I know both of us probably hate meal planning so much. Here's what I realized as I've gotten older and my kids have gotten older, the lack of my meal planning is the reason why I'm not as healthy as I could otherwise be. Like that's just the reality of where I'm at in life. And I have tried all the things as I'm guessing a lot of your ideal clients have. We have tried meal delivery services where I was like, wait, I have to spend an hour chopping vegetables. What in, in, what is this? Absolutely not. And it's things like chard, which we have to laugh at because who eats chard? There is, I I mean, I have tried five, six different meal planning services and I love this because you hit on a pain point that so many of your ideal customers have, and you're giving them a solution in a time frame that is feasible and realistic. And you're giving it away in a way, this private podcast delivery mechanism is a way that you're busy prospects, your ideal clients can actually consume it. Talk a little bit about the response and how 
this has gone like because private podcasts for a lot of people they're, they're just they're not as familiar with what is this and how do I listen to it most of the time for lead magnets people are used to like a masterclass or a video so talk to me a little bit about how your ideal clients receive this and any responses that you've got yeah I can say it is the single best converting lead magnet I've ever done. I've tried quizzes. I've tried PDFs. I've tried like you name it. I've tried it. And the same for what I tend to download, right? Like what I tend to opt into and I opt into the PDF and then I never go back and open it up. So it is definitely in terms of conversion, the highest conversion rate for sure. And then also just the ease of use. My episodes inside the free private podcast are short. They're bite-sized little nuggets no pun intended with the nuggets, right? Like they are short. They're not like 45 minute episodes. They're very digestible. They're very easy to listen to on the go. And the response has just been, I can't believe how simple you make this. I can't believe I have been overcomplicating this. Thank you. When I see them take a picture of their planner and say like, I feel so prepped and ready for the week. Now, mind you, they haven't been cooking. They haven't been chopping up 75 baggies worth of dish worth of um, celery, right? Like they're just thinking ahead. They're just planning ahead. And they just feel that burden of what what is for dinner, the burden of making these decisions. Can we just talk about decision fatigue for a second? I mean, Nora, you said that one of the reasons you're not as healthy as you would like to be is just because you're not planning. And a huge aspect of that is decision fatigue. Now you've taken that off my plate and that is just such a game changer. So they are able to take it in, learn, and then implement quickly because it's simple. Yeah, if someone else could just do this for me, that would be ideal. Like that is <laughs> I've also my, tried like, that. Let me tell you, it's not cheap. And yeah, no, this is fascinating. I also went to your landing page really quick. It's actually very simple. So a question we often get from folks who are maybe deploying an audio feed or a private podcast is like the way we talk about audio. And guys, we're going to link to this. But Grab your headphones and listen to this class Will you'll learn my signature process to meal planning. In just 20 minutes or less, you will plan a healthy meal for you and your family. Pretty simple. <laughs> I know how long it is. I know that I only have to listen to it. Oh, that's interesting. And I'm more likely to sign up for it. And I think as Nora would say, as she coaches many of our clients on, it's solving a major problem that people have. And that is very important. A private podcast feed, just because it's audio, doesn't mean everyone's going to sign up. I mean, I wish, but you have to really deliver something of value. You said at the top of the episode about how you looked at a workshop that you repurposed. Was that a really good workshop for you and sold really well? Or you had some evidence that this is what people like love about what I do or ask about what I do? Yes. So the workshop was a free conversion event into mm. a launch. And I really just started listening to what my audience was saying. And so like the content I'm putting out or the questions I'm getting asked were all around meal planning or recipes. That is the two mm. things that people ask me the most. What the heck should I eat? Or if I'm posting what I'm making, they're like, ooh, can I have the recipe? Can I have the recipe? So those two things. And that was just a very, there was high attendance to the workshop. There was good conversion to that. Like people were just really interested in, I think I called it like how to meal plan like a boss when it was a masterclass. And then I just took that and chopped it up. And I'm like, I need to change the name up a little bit. But yeah, it's what my audience wants to know. Like meal planning is where it's at. And I'm guessing your recipes are not like super complicated <laughs> because <laughs> I know whenever it's like, here's a recipe, it's super easy. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, where is easy? 
We have different definitions of easy and quick. This says it's going to take me two hours by the time I'm done. That's not easy. A lot of what your ideal clients are looking for is ease and convenience. Mm. That's what a lot of them are looking for. And you've now just met them where they're at, which is ease and convenience of consuming this information. And I'm assuming not only is the lead magnet converting well for you, but that because they're a lot more likely to consume it, you're probably seeing more conversions into your coaching. Is that true as well? It is definitely. It's keeping them engaged, right? Because it's easy to consume and they've got a quick win from it. I think that's a big thing. Like, can you deliver a quick win to your clients, to your ideal audience? So they're getting a quick win from it. I'm giving them some recipes in there. I'm showing them like, here's my Pinterest board, or here's some of my top recipes, or hey, if you need further support, I offer a membership, I offer coaching. So like, I'm leading them into this funnel post private podcast where I was like, here's where you need more support if you need that. So absolutely it's helped with conversion for sure. But just to keep them engaged, I mean, you can have a huge audience, but are they consuming your information? Are they opening and reading your emails? Are they responding to them? Do they comment on your thing? So this has made it a two-way street for sure. How easy did you find it to do as, Mm -hmm. as the creator? We have a lot of folks who are probably listening to this and they're thinking, I need a lead magnet or I need a new lead magnet or, but that feels like it might be complicated. So I guess talk, if you were, if you're talking to someone who's maybe thinking that right now, talk to me a little bit about how easy or how, what you found the process to be like. It was way simpler than I thought it would be really and truly. I am not into tech. I am not techie. My podcast is, you know, the probably the most tech thing that I do and I don't even hardly edit it. So it is the, the barrier to entry is very low. If you can click upload then and you can title an episode, like you can do it. Even if you get stuck up on anything, I've, you know, emailed support and like they fix something instantly. So like the support has been there, the cheering on in your community has been there, but it's really simple. And honestly, it was even more simple because I repurposed audio from that. And I added in you know, the ability to add in more. So I have a cool intro and I have a couple of outros with CTAs in there, but I mean, God, to be able to repurpose that. And it was ridiculous. I got it up and running. I think in one day, it was very simple. You make it very easy to understand the platform is easy. And even as a consumer, like I want to make sure if I'm opting into something, I'll test it. And it's just so seamless. It's like, bloop, bloop, bloop. This is what you do. And then you're in and it just, it, it's easy, right? Do you have any tips that maybe someone listening around the thought process of that repurposing of that workshop? Because it's definitely something we we recommend people do. If you want to break down maybe how you thought about that workshop that maybe was a couple hours and how you turned it into something that was 20 minutes, if you just want to go through your thought process with that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think if you're trying something new, like a private podcast for a lead magnet, like I don't want to spend a ton of time and energy creating new content. Cause like, what if it sucks? What if nobody likes it? What if it doesn't convert? We're really just guessing at what our audience is going to like until you've tried a few things or until you really know what resonates with them. So repurposing something was such a no brainer for me. So I would go back to, do you have any masterclasses or workshops you've been in? Maybe you can do a compilation of like your most downloaded episodes and then throw some more things in there. I think instead of reinventing the wheel, Can you repurpose something that either converted really well, had huge engagement, not even huge, but like good attendance and then try it and see. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And also something else, and I'm so guilty of this, I'm getting better at it, is just taking messy action. 
right? Mm. The audio is not perfect. I mean, I'll be the first one to say it's not perfect. It's a repurposed workshop, but I make it a point to even call myself out in the beginning. I recorded intro to this. I'm like, Hey guys, just so you know, this is a repurposed workshop. And I thought it was important to keep the questions in there and keep the feedback from the audience in there. So you can get a real sense of what it was like. So if you hear some funny zoom noises, or if you hear this, like, no worries, you're still going to get the message. So I was honest and upfront about that, but I think just take some messy action and try it and see what works. And you can always, if you don't love that, you can be re-recording episodes in the background while that's working for you. And then just change. I'm sure I'll re-record this one day when I have time. I don't know when that's going to be. <laughs> Maybe. You're like, it's working. Why change it? <laughs> why, I mean, why, yeah. why change it? But you know, just take messy action and it doesn't have to be perfect. We try and make everything so perfect and that's boring. So true. I know when we're business owners, we're always kind of looking at evidence out in the wild, right? And we look at the competitive landscape. We look at just what's happening, what people seem to gravitate to. And do you think that the audio format gives you a bit of an advantage in this case? I'm curious what your thoughts are in terms of if the content was maybe written, or do you really think the audio gives you an advantage, maybe in both consumption on your, because it sounds like the conversions are higher on the lead magnet itself. And then also for them getting to know you and, and your personality and your values as you lead them or invite them into your coaching or other programs that you might have. Do you think audio is an advantage for you? For me personally, definitely. I think for my audience, for sure. I think you have to know your audience to know if that's an advantage for you, but as a blanket statement, I feel like so many business owners and moms and parents and like people in this world, we're just busy, right? Like no matter which way you slice it, we are busy. So what is the path of least resistance to teach someone something? What is something that someone's actually going to do, right? It's just, I think about how can you hold their attention span and what's something that's realistic for them? Like, it's not realistic for me to sit down and watch 45, 60 minute video. Like I don't, I can't even watch a whole YouTube video. That's that long. Like I get bored and I love, like I have some makeup artists I follow on YouTube and I freaking love following them, but I'm like, this video is so long. Like I, I get like squirrel brain. I cannot. So with the podcast, it's just, and if I want to go back to it too, if you need a refresher of Nora's, Oh, how did she say to start doing this? Or Lindsay needs help with like where to find the recipes. You can go back to that one episode and like get the refresher. And you really, it's, you can do that with a video, but it's so much more difficult to go back and get that refresher or hear that part again. So I think if that's your audience, then yeah, audio is a huge advantage. Our attention spans are small, so you got to capitalize on that. I love that it's all in one place too. For me, I mean, I know, you know, we always talk, not all audio is created equal. When people have downloadable MP3s, who in the heck knows where that thing just ended up on your phone, right? right? All the PDFs and and I use different devices, right? So who even knows where I even downloaded that too? So I love the fact that it's just in the phone that I carry with me almost all the time. Yeah. So as soon as I need it, I know exactly where to find it. It's in one place. So I think there's a lot to be said about the scavenger hunt is what I'll call that, right? The information scavenger hunt that I feel like all of us experience, whether you're at work or your personal like digital information, it's like that really cuts down the amount of time that we're mm. on a scavenger hunt trying to find things, which I think yeah. is another convenient factor too. Mm. Like you're one friction level away from just scrolling on um, TikTok or Facebook. So it's like yes. if you're in the, mo the mood to like do something 
the, you know, dare I say productive with your moments that you might have, you put on headphones and you can learn something or improve your life. And sometimes that's listening to people's public shows too. But yeah, if you don't know where to go, that moment is gone and you're doom scrolling or whatever. And so I think to your point, the phone aspect of where it is, you know where to go, I think is huge. This has been super fun talking about your lead magnet and how you're using it. I'm curious. We ask a lot of our guests around, you know, maybe like that feed you're sitting on that you might be like, you know, like I, I want to launch this or like I kind of am playing with this idea. I, I, you know, a lot of our users, a lot of the listeners to the show definitely like experimenting in business and doing innovative things. But yeah, what feed are you sitting on or what do you think your next feed to launch will be? That's such a good question. I feel like you've read my mind. You know what's happening behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, I know these smart marketers. When they got something working, they're like, where else can I use this? <laughs> so true. So what I'm working on right now is going to be my next really signature course, signature method that I'll be offering. It's going to be probably a quarterly type program, more of a group coaching element. But the way I'm going to utilize the private podcast aspect is to drip education and information to them. So say we have an 11, 12 week group coaching program where you really wanted to transform your mindset, meals, movement, all the things, right? There's a lot of education that has to come with that. Mm -hmm. We have to unlearn a lot of things that we have to download a lot of new things, right? But nobody wants to sit and watch the videos. We've already talked about that. So I'm going to have the content be dripped through the private podcast. And then every week when we meet as a group, we're going to discuss what the lesson was, what, what takeaways were there. And I'm, I am so confident that the way they consume it, the amount of participation in that. I mean, cause I just went through a course recently with someone and that was how she dripped the content. And it was so nice. Like it was just so refreshing to not sit in front of my computer and watch another dad gum video. I was able to walk on the treadmill and listen to her, listen to it twice so I could really get in the mood. And that is, that is going to be my next venture. I love it. You know, what's interesting. I was sitting here thinking I hate drip content, <laughs> but I'm going to say this. I can understand dripped audio. And I think it's because of podcasting, right? Like if you're a podcaster, you're like, oh, you know, Amy Porterfield's episode was really good. Next week on a Tuesday or whatever day it drops, we know it's coming out again. So there might be something tied to I'm sitting down right now and I have the energy right now. Like, why aren't all the things there? But that's because it takes so much energy to log into a website and do the video. And so the audio version of something being dripped. And I believe too, with something like health and habit building, you really have to take it slow. There's no binging. You can't binge that process that happens over time. I think it's one of those, that type of content that truly needs it. And so I love that, that it just clicked for me because I've said over and over, give your students everything if you can. But I believe too, though, that certain types of content maybe bodes well to dripping. But the way you said it, being in someone else's program and being like, yeah, I'm on the treadmill. I listened twice. I was able to do it before the call that you know we showed up for. Yeah, there is something really powerful in that from an audio only perspective. It was a game change. It was the first program, hmm. first paid program I'd ever been in where her content was taught via audio. And then we met in Zoom once a week. And it was probably the first program where I actually consumed all the media. Mm-hmm, and then I mm-hmm. felt prepped and ready 
for the call instead of like, meh, I watched the first 10 minutes of the video. And then did you see that most of the other students in the program also were like showing up and yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, well, number one, when you spend that much money to work with somebody, you know, I want to make it worth it, but, and the content was there and it was great, but it was, yeah, we were all ready to learn. We were like, heck yes. But I love your perspective, Lindsay, on drip content versus all at once. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people giving it to them all up front might be amazing, But I think this, especially with, like you said, health habit building, you got to slow down to speed Mm -hmm. up and Mm -hmm. you might get ahead of yourself. If you start binging 11 weeks of content and you're like, I got to do all the things. (laughs) And you're just like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to take a nap and eat some Oreos. So good points on either side though. I like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's fascinating because it triggered me a little bit too, because I'm that I'm like Lindsay. I'm like, I just give it to me. Like I'm crazy busy. And what the dripping model does is it gives me permission to go at a slower mm. pace, which is an overachiever, like crazy, like person who tends to want to do a lot. That is very important to me because to your point, A, if I don't, I'm going to feel behind, which is a horrible feeling when you're in a program or a course, like to show up to a call and feel behind. That's horrible. You want someone to feel empowered and ready to learn and that kind of stuff. And I think it's it's something you, when you said it, it unlocked a little bit of me. I was like, well, if it was dripped, I wouldn't need to do, I wouldn't feel compelled Mm. more. I wouldn't feel like I needed to go above and beyond because that was all I could do. And maybe if it was almost like rationed out to some extent. <laughs> yeah. It was like, Nora, just relax. You only have to do this much. And it, it's it's fascinating though, because I do think for some of your ideal audience, especially for this topic, you probably have people that are wired that way, where we are giving permission to be like, nope, you, you just have to do 15 minutes. It's like almost like the best book club ever. We're like, are you three chapters behind? And you're like, what happened? Google it. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like we have to get the summary. Where are the cliff notes? But instead to feel like you're showing up and being fully prepared and you've done enough. And it's just mm-hmm. like that to me, that's an interesting concept. Now I'm going to have to play with that a little bit because for someone who feels we're always behind the drip model in this case is fascinating. Another great point. I mean, and something that comes to my mind is just the word accountability. That's a huge piece of my business is accountability and keeping on pace, right? Because how many courses do you buy where you get behind and then you just give up? Like how many courses have I bought personally where I just didn't finish another DNF in the pile? And I think that dripping that one at a time and then the accountability piece is like, hey, we're going to meet and we're going to talk about it. And I'm also going to build in, here's more thought food for that. I'm going to build in a break week in the middle So if you're behind, if you got sick, if you have vacation, it's the holiday, whatever, there's going to be a week where there's no new content and that'll be like our catch up week. And we'll still meet and have fun. But again, one of my mentors did that. I was like, this is freaking genius. Like it was right in the middle. It was right when I was like, God, I kind of need a break. Maybe I didn't listen to all of that one, you know? So that's another thing I'm going to do too. Yeah. That's great. The catch up weeks are solid. Yeah. And again, the weight of it not being video. (laughs) Also, it's just like, oh yeah, people will actually be able to catch up. And also like not having to be camera ready to record the whole dadgum Mm, thing. Can we just have a moment for that? Hallelujah. (laughs) That's like our favorite thing to talk about, right? Making sure your background's not the same. I remember one of my old courses that I did a couple years ago, I like paid to rent out a studio before I had a cute office like I do now. And I paid to go sit somewhere just so I could record it because it was all on video back then. And... I had to like do it all in one day. So the pressure 
to get oh. everything in that one day. I had to wear the same. And then I'm, if I messed up, my outfit's different and my background is different. And it was a whole hot mess. So <laughs> that in itself is like a big game changer when it comes to audio. Yeah. Then who cares what you look like? It's just, do you sound good? Yeah. And the setting up of the camera and all the things. I don't it know how to so do that. longer than you think. Yeah. Even just getting on these, you know, this video that we're recording some video for this, it's just like, okay, well, we're going to be on camera <laughs> for our, even though we love audio, we're going to do it. We're biting the bullet. <laughs> That's why we only do uh, it once a week. Really. That is like, exactly. Let's just be honest about and that. batching. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. If I'm going to get makeup on, I'm talking to four people. That's, yes. You got to batch around the days you wash your hair, right? Like hair day and bashing day has to Except be Except not same. today. I'm like, that's why I'm going to put on a, a headphones. No one will know. It's good. Awesome. Well, it has been super fun chatting with you all about lead magnets and meal planning. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm ga- downloading me. Absolutely. No joke, which is why I had it open during the recording. But yeah, one thing we ask our guests at the end of every episode is if there was a private podcast of your life, what would it be called? That's the best question ever. What if it was a private podcast of my life? I mean, the basic suburban mom starter kit. (laughs) That would make for some good uh, cover art too. I can see that. As much as I want to be super unique, like (laughs) I am a basic bee some days. Like I love pumpkin spice lattes. I can't say no to Starbucks. A perfect date for me would be like wandering around Target and Home Goods, you know, with or without my husband, right? Like I... I'm so, I love That's Taylor Swift and you know, I'm just basic and I'm a suburban mom. So the basic suburban mom starter kit. <laughs> I love it. So good. Coming to a podcast player near you. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, Jessica. Thank you for having me. And there you have it, Audioheads. Another episode of Launcher Private Podcast is in the books. I hope you're leaving today feeling even more ready to amplify your voice and connect with your audience in meaningful ways. The adventure continues in our next episode with even more insights, strategies, and inspiration to help you along your own private podcasting journey. Of course, make sure to check out helloaudio.fm to start your own private podcast. And remember, you've got amazing content that needs to be heard. So let's turn the volume up. Until next time.